Let's welcome everybody in. Real Kipper and Bourne Show. We are live on Sportsnet 590, Sportsnet 360, and Sportsnet Plus from 4 to 6. We welcome everybody downloading us. Welcome everybody on our YouTube channel who's watching. It's the Leaf Edition, and we've got a ton to get into. Sammy McKee, <laughs> Justin Bourne, got a lot of things on their mind. Why, what happened? <laughs> Derek Brandeo, Jen Rolnick, we're together for the next two hours. Just a quick note, on top of uh, of the hour, we're going to welcome in uh, former Toronto Maple Leaf. Or no, no. Where? What are you uh, talking about? Do we not have... Yeah, Kadri. Kadri's joining us at that's 440. That's where I was going. Yeah, we said the top of the hour. That would be at the... Oh, I thought yeah. we... Oh, okay, no, not anyways, the top of the no, hour. At 440. 440, yes. we got Naz yes. Kadri. There you go. Okay, that's just as good. Yeah. Well, it means you got 35 minutes to get any your leaf thoughts here. Let's... Uh... Okay, I'll go first. You don't want to do, do, do uh, Raptors thoughts? Trade, oh, yeah. NBA champion, Spicy. Out the door. Sad. Sad. It's too bad. Okay. End of an, end of an era. Yeah, I don't think, now we'll do Leafs. I don't think Leaf fans care. Okay, <laughs> I'll go first. Yeah. Okay. Last night, mm-hmm. I had a lot of fun watching. Good game. I had, it, it, it had a great vibe to it. It did. And uh, listen, we're going to, of course, we're going to dissect what we saw out there yeah. out of the Toronto Maple Leafs. After all, this is a Leaf edition hour here. Uh, but... Both sides played hard. Yeah. They did. Great crowd, right? Really good energy in the building. And 27 seconds in, Marner and Matthews were just, they completely set the tone. And it really set up the rest of the night. Mm -hmm. A fantastic goal. And, you know. Fantastic pass. It was. Unbelievable pass through the seam. You know, and uh, McDavid, I thought, really played well for a guy who didn't have 10 points. You know, like he was uh What did he finish with, and, an assist? I think he had an assist on the night. But, you know, he was, he created a lot, uh, was on some almost highlights. And just, yeah, just generally the best players were very good. Fun hockey game. Um, and then, yeah. The, the uh, do you later. care, Sammy? Does Leaf Nation care about the fact that good Justin and I were entertained last well, what night? What are we doing here? That's what oh. we're doing. I uh, just dropped my phone. Sorry. Um, no, I, I love the, the game. That? Love the game. Love the game. Said so much on Leafs Talk last night. Thought it was an excellent game. Wish mm-hmm. these two teams got to play more, yeah. specifically in that building. It just feels like the Leafs Western road trip is really special for all the fans out there that get to do it the one night a year. It's a clear event. Yeah. Like the go Leafs go, let's go Oilers. Let's go chance. Oilers. Go Leafs go. Like it was loud really the entire good. night. Yeah. And like you said, great first shift, unbelievable goal by high skill guys. The Leafs were leading, and then what happened happened, and then yeah. we're sitting here now. So love the game. <laughs> no, I, I'm glad that you guys said it because I thought it was excellent as well. Two good teams, yeah. maybe one better than the other. So if we were to kind of kind of compare it to a heavyweight fight, mm-hmm. you got two. Of the biggest heavyweights in the National Hockey League, Matthews versus... Oh, I thought you meant teams. I was like, no, uh, Matthews. Yeah. Pump the brakes there, buddy. No, no, no. Just yeah. stay with me here. There. Yeah, I got you. Matthews versus McDavid set up two heavyweights last night. Mm-hmm. If we were going to stick on the, the fighting theme, was that just the Leafs now throwing punches really early and then leaving themselves exposed at the end? Yeah. To get knocked out? Well, 
you know, it's almost like they tried, they started out the fight as Mike Tyson in his prime and then tried to become Floyd Mayweather at the end and just play defense, you know, try to pick apart a team and, and with, with, you know, tactical play or whatever. But um, that's not a strength of theirs. They can't afford to stop throwing punches and they stopped throwing punches. I had the chances by Sport Logic. They had six grade A or, or good chance in the first period, seven in the second, and one in the third. They just stopped playing offensively. That's Which is consistent with. The fact that they blow leads at the end. Whatever team that you see to start is not the same team that finishes. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you, uh, do we want to talk our opinions or do we want to do the team? I, I'm kind of more interested in yours than Sheldon's, to be honest. Because, I mean, yeah. I don't know how you feel about it, but. Yeah, I, I think last night was, for me, a little bit. Well, first of all, I'm glad that the, the guys tried hard. Yes. Okay, but what is kind of clear more than ever after watching last night a team push hard and give it their the old college try that they're just not quite there. Mm-hmm. And if you would have sat there and said, "Oh, that was a lousy effort," then you'd be okay. Yeah. How much more? Let me ask you. Last night, how much more can you squeeze out of that team to be better? It's a great question. So I think what the question you're posing really is, is this a roster issue or a coaching issue? Uh, you know, right? And Yeah. And so I think some. Little from column A, I, little from well, column B. I think it is that. It's never as simple as one or the other. But I do think there's more that can be squeezed out of it. I'll give you sort of my quick diagnosis here that I, I have an article up on sportsnet.ca. just came out before we came on the air, so I know you guys haven't had a chance to read it. But one of the things I looked at, I'm just trying to make sense of the idea that when you look at the the Leafs' great offensive stats, slot shots and, you know, inner slot shots, chances, all top of the league. And then their ozone possession time is like 24th in the NHL. So why are they so good offensively, but they spend no time at that end of the rink? And it's your diagnosis that they're not a great passing team is the correct diagnosis. They are 32nd in ozone, successful ozone passes. And they are 32nd yeah. in successful touches in the O-zone with, like, what does a positive play happen or a negative play? 32nd, dead last in both categories. Okay. Last. So they don't stay on offense, right? They force everything to the middle, which I've said before. I have kind of brought this up in the past. You have. And you guys kind of looked at me like I've got three I heads. No, no, I, I, I argue with yeah, You say Matthews can't pass, yes. and he can. So yeah. that I, I argue with that all the time. But the team itself, I never thought of as a bad passing team. But everything comes from the middle. Everything stems from your centermen. So I, I do point to Matthews and Tavares as guys, yeah. they're not good distributors at the middle of the ice. They're not. There's no doubt about that. that and, it's, and it hurts the ball club. I, I should, sorry, when I say Matthews isn't, I don't think he's bad at it. And I think Average. he should shoot the puck. Average. Sure. And I think given the, even like the pass to Holmberg he makes the other night, which or last night, which by the way, Strips Connor McDavid coming yeah. back. You know, Matthews in the slot shoot, makes a great pass. One. It's still Matthews. I still want him to yeah. shoot. You know? I don't disagree with you there. Yeah. And it's something that we've seen in the past. Uh, you're, you're the best shooter on the team. You're in a grade A position. I'm, I'm okay with that yeah. unless he knows that there, there's, there's an opening. Yeah. And he can, he's 90% sure that he, he can find Marner for a tap-in somewhere. Yeah. And so, to me... That's what happens with the game. Why they end up in all of these blown lead games. 
they end up playing yeah. in their own zone because you know why? They force pucks to the middle. Remember we did the Detroit game and yeah. I showed that pack of the Leafs just forcing passes into yeah. the middle? That's what it is. And you end up playing in the D zone against the best offense and in the NHL. Nothing's more abundantly clear on how average of a passing team they are than when you watch Mid. McKinnon and Rantanen or Tampa on a Tampa's power a play. Example. And it's like, boys, you're not even close to sharing the puck like that. Yeah. Not even remotely. And you watch that power play with the amount of talent that they have. How many times did Wheelie just catch it and just shoot it with no one, no other fakes he, or screens? He was forcing it. What is going on there? I've never seen the guy, like, just get it and shoot it like this. Like you don't think we want to move it around a little, make the defense change their shape, make the goalie lose his like net it, a bit? It's just, just like all, all bets are off. I'm just going to do what I want to do, and I'm going to try to score myself. Yeah, That's what I saw last night out of Willie. Yeah. And, you know, Tavares had chances, but it's kind of the same thing. It's all coming from one spot. So, you know, we're going to talk about the defense because the defense needs work, right? Like, there are issues there. But to me, it's that, you know, you're not you're not creating anything offensively, and they stop playing. They stop playing, and all of a sudden you've got to defend, and you're playing good teams, and it's in the back of your net. Okay, so uh, to start... A few Kippers Clippers. Do you have stuff from last night? Were you able to get anything? Did he speak today he at all? He did talk. Did, did yeah. you find anything for yeah. us today? Did you want to hear that one first, or did you want to talk about the let's, I mean, let's, go, let's go to the overall feel of the game last night from Sheldon. Okay, we'll get to clip one and clip two are definitely must plays. Right, okay. So we'll play clip one, and then we'll go from there. You know, and that's that burns here, especially on a night like this where I thought our guys played a real good hockey game, played very hard. Um Ultimately, you know, when you're not scoring, like we aren't scoring uh, here in this little stretch, uh, you, uh, you got to find ways to win 2-1. And, and that's tough to do, especially this building against that team. But but um, to me, we play a great hockey game. I mean, yeah. take charge of the game early in the first period. Uh, could have had three or four in that first period alone. No, they had their push, and I thought we managed that well uh, through the first. I thought we'd again come out in the second period, have an abundance of scoring chances. We have three breakaways um, through the game and, and nothing to show for those. So that's all of a sudden you got very little breathing room and margin for error, and, and the way things are going, uh, you're on the wrong side of it. But uh, very pleased with the effort of the group here tonight, and we got to find ways to close these games. Okay, before we go to clip two, mm. that's the second time I've heard Sheldon Keefe say, basically, we can't win 2-1. It's, it's, it's hard to do. He said it against Detroit, and he said it last night. And I'm saying, no, no. I get it's hard, mm-hmm. but don't, tell me, don't, don't brush it off like it can't be done. All you're telling me now is... I don't want to win a game 2-1. I want to win a game 6-5, 7-6. I want to get... Did he say that? He said that they they don't want to win 2-1? No, not that they don't want to win 2-1, that it's hard to do. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, no kidding. Yeah. All right? There's a lot of things that are hard. But why don't we... Why don't you start teaching these guys on how how to maybe win a game 2-1? Yeah. And not keep opening it up. Uh, it's just you know, something that we have many to nights that much. is enough to win. Okay? Yeah, yeah. I think I think they've already won 
around 10 games when they've given up a goal or less. Mm -hmm. 10. Two's enough. You just haven't taught them how to win the 2-1 games. Or you're not sending that message because you're too busy going to your stars and pushing them out there to, to score another goal. And that bothers me a lot. You know, I, I get that. And I get the idea that, yeah, you can be a, a, a 2-1 winning team. That, that's possible. But I also think you have to be honest about what you are and who's in your room and what your, your DR, you know, what your team is. And I look at that, this Leafs decor and I go, who is a impact player on the back end? It's Morgan. Sometimes it's Jake McCabe. And that's it. You know, so I, I don't, I don't want to play a game where I'm just trapping and whatever. I, your best bet is you're in a lead offense, try to go score again. So I, yeah. I agree. See, that to me, it, it, uh, it pigeonholes you. Like, yeah. you're a coach, okay? You're telling them that our, our style is whatever it takes to win. That's right. it. Yeah. Okay? I don't want you to believe that... The, uh, we're not. We don't have the players to shut it down for two right. one. I gotta make you believe that whatever it takes to get the job done over eighty two games, that's what we play eighty two games for. Yeah. Some nights we're gonna outshoot them. Some nights we're gonna shut it down. Some nights we're gonna we're gonna piss them off. Yeah. Some nights we're gonna whatever it is. You that's what eighty two games are all about, JB. Yeah. And to me, if if he just wants to keep sending that message out that. This is our style. We're going to outskill you. We're going to make all these great plays. We're going to wait for Austin or Marner to bail us out. Uh, the the, the philosophy is all wrong. But the message to me, and I believe the coaches do coach their teams through the media quite a bit. The message to me for this group is that they have to be thinking about playing down there. You know, like rather than just saying, okay, we're going to hold off the Oilers for a period here. You know, like, at least pushing to create your own thing. And, again, it's been kind of my theme here, is that if you just sit back and say, and we're trying to hold this door, they're going to come bursting through it at some point. And so you can't stop playing. So you can win 2-1, but I think you win 2-1 by continuing to play, to by pushing yeah. on offense and going the other way. But it's okay, though, to feel like if you're in your own zone, you know what the hell you're doing. And they don't look like they know what the hell they're doing so in their own zone. My The, the article today um, that I wrote is a, a breakdown of the game-tying goal, the Oilers score. And, they, yeah, you're right. The coverage in the D zone is it's disastrous. It's you know, Domi is not a great defensive player. He, he makes a couple of misreads on, uh, on the game-tying goal. Matthew Nyes, boys. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Struggle yep. fast. Yep. You know, so he makes a misread. TJ Brody's not quick enough. Like, there are... It's a real issue, and I'll give you that, that the D zone is, uh, you know, a little scrambly at times. But to me, a lot of that's personnel, too. Let's hear Sheldon Keefe on the trend of blowing leads. Well, it's it's been like eight days. It's been like eight days. Like, that's the trend, eight days. I mean, but the week before that, we won four in a row, got leads early, took care of them, took care of the game, played mature uh, mature games against Anaheim and San Jose, played a great game against the LA Kings. Like That's like a week ago. So my concern in this little stretch, four games and whatever it's been, seven nights, uh, eight nights, uh, yeah, I'd like to be on the right side of it. But 
we can only control what was in front of us here tonight, and the guys played a good hockey game. And if we play that game over, um, we're going to score four or five a lot of nights. And, that, you know, they're a great team. They're going to get their two or their three. But uh, you'll be waiting this game. Like I said, there was three breakaways, nothing to show for it. Bert, two on all, tap in, you know, a chance to go up two nothing early, doesn't get it. Holmberg gets robbed on a one-timer. I don't know, in the first, like, before you know, we got four or five, six goals and some other nights. Um, so... While the story will be us giving up leads, to me the story is more our inability to execute on these scoring chances and, and grow our lead and pull away and take away the will of the other team. <laughs> Sounds like John Cooper. In that Sounds movie. like a guy that wants to run before he can walk. That's what I heard. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's obsessed with four, fives and five, and six goals. That's all I heard. Like, Luke, by the, starts, Luke, by the way, got him. Hot it starts in your yeah, own zone, Luke. guys. That's where the foundation has to start. Mm-hmm. You know, but don't you agree that this is personnel-based, like on that back end? Lilligren, Giordano, Benoit, Brody, you know, like what? You can tell the guys all you want. Like, they don't have guys. They don't have guys right now on the back end. <sighs> I can't argue that. I, I think Lilligren played 15 minutes last night, and Benoit played 20. Like they're they're playing. They... Ben, Benoit's like according to last night, Benoit's your second best defenseman. <laughs> I mean, Morgan. He might. Well, I'll give and it Benoit. To, I'll give it to McCabe over Benoit, but yeah. Oh, uh, listen, I I I trust Benoit more than I trust McCabe. Well. Certainly, McCabe. I loved is. his hit last night. Oh, did he plow? Hyman? <laughs> he plowed him. He, he saw Hyman set a pick on Mitch and gave him a little extra juice on on that one. But you know, McCabe is more like it, he's higher event. Things are going to happen both ways. He'll jump on the play. He'll make some mistakes. He'll take some chances. Yeah. So, you know, everyone's mad at the coach today because the they've lost four in a row. Well, and a bunch of it's, leads. it's not going away. The narrative of. Uh, the easiest fix right now is just get rid of the coach. Right. Like Ottawa did. Yeah. yeah. Or, or like the team they played last night did. Yep. Sir, it, it could be either or one. Like, so you have to be honest about what you are. Are you the like what stacked Minnesota roster did. Oilers? Sure. The Wild. How's that going? They're going to fire two coaches this year. Yeah, it's... You know, the Oilers roster was not the Wild's oh. roster. Or the Sens roster. I'm, I'm with you. So the, what are the leads? I, I, I'm, I'm with you in terms of, like, there's no guarantees that you get rid of Sheldon tomorrow and you, I don't even know yeah. what they would do. Would they go to Guy Boucher? I would imagine that they would go to Guy Boucher. Here's what kills me about the assistant coach hire. He's on the bench. And hey, what's he holding Sorry. back? If he has the answers, let's have them. And I hate the assistant coach. I, what is your job? I you don't you know. know what to do. You're just not telling the head can, coach. Can I say what? okay? But you can't tell me that Guy Boucher didn't take this job thinking that hey, if Sheldon doesn't get the job done, I'm I'm sliding in there. I is that I, good? I, I can't Not believe the guy you want. I can't believe that that conversation ever came up between him and Brendan Shanahan. <laughs> so, so you fi- like, for true living right now? I'd say where the blame is being like. I'd say it's probably 70% Keefe, 30% True Living, right? Like, I think True Living is still kind of flying under the radar, although the signings are not looking great. Yeah. Could Bertuzzi put that one in for me last night, by the way? Please, just fire that into the back of the net. Right. You can't miss that. No, you can't. If you you pull this lever and you 
pull the fire key lever and you still aren't that good, yeah. then immediately all the eyes are on you. On who? On true living. Yeah. It's like it's not. Keep it, going. Going higher? Keep going. Yeah. I just, it's a big move to make. And if you're not sure that this team is it, then you're going to look even worse. Yeah. So. Great point. Then you wait. That's what I mean. Then you wait. And uh, if Sheldon feels like eight days ago we were on this winning streak and mm-hmm. everything was great, then you wait for the cycle to come back with a couple of wins against Calgary and Vancouver. Right. But what if they don't win? <laughs> what if they don't? <laughs> yeah. Good question, say, so Sammy. Regardless, you. he's coaching the next two games. You're you're on this West Coast swing here. You know, but if, yeah. Seattle. Or three games. Okay. So, you, you know, if you go get roughed up in three straight by matches the, here. By the way, Nazem Kadri's Flames on a four-game winning streak. Yes. Canucks' best team in the NHL. Yep. Good just comeback last cracking, night. Yep. Just won eight in a row before the couple of losses, I think. But yeah. Um, yeah. So it is, I understand that's the conversation today. Um, you know, people are talking about Sheldon a little, a lot. Can we play the clip from today? Yeah. It's number, I uh, just put it in there, Derek. It's number four. Uh, he got asked about this. He got asked about TJ Brody and what his play is. And he kind of, divulged into a really long answer but this is kind of the coolest note from it so if we could play it there Derek you know him and and our guys that we need to rely upon in these key moments of closing out games right like whether it's Brody that we've come to rely on over over the years um or anyone that goes on the ice in those key moments you know we need to execute and some of it is relying upon those who've been here and then the other part of it as I'm trying to work through as a coach is to figure out with all the new players we have whether it's forward or defense who, who are we going to rely on in those moments? Who's going to go out and get the job done? And, uh, you know, despite the fact we're through, you know, through the halfway point of the season here now, uh, 42 games in, uh, I still have a lot of questions, quite honestly, about who who is going to go out and, and, and we can say is for certain he's going to get the job done for us. To me, it's a little bit inconsistent throughout the group, and I would put TJ in that, in that category. Wow. So... I mean, that's... He's not telling anything we don't already know. He doesn't know who to trust. I don't know who to... I'm but we don't season. know who to trust. Of course, we're watching the same game. Yeah. So uh, I don't I, know a lot. There's no, there's no surprise in what he's saying. We can tell. Yeah. We can tell yeah. by the way your team responds, by the way you're juggling the lines. We, we get it, Sheldon. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, last night, to, you know, he is, he's made the point that the last two games have not been poorly played games necessarily by the Leafs, that things just haven't quite gone their way. But it does look like playoff hockey to me in the past, where the Leafs hit their two goals and get stuck. Mm-hmm. Is that against Detroit? They got three against Colorado, but against Detroit. And here again against Edmonton, they get stuck. The top guys kind of start to get slowed up. And then what do you do after that? Who protects your leads? It's the same problems. That they've had. Um, yeah. It, that's, it just felt like every playoff game of It feels exactly like it, where it it's felt like coming. The whole pain yeah. and I where thought, it's coming. Yeah. And, well, the, and a big turning point in that game, too, is I thought that the uh, Oilers really started the physicality. Mm-hmm. They really started turning it up, and it felt like but the Leafs went away. And Leon's a big they can't, there. They can't compete physically. That's why they Sheldon slow, wants too. to open it up for four, five, or six. Because 
They want to outskill you because there is nothing left for them to beat you with. Nothing. Uh, well, hey, then, if you get sent into a fight with no sword, but you've got a, you know, a slingshot, stand Thank farther you. back and use the slingshot. That's what they're doing the here. O- the only thing missing this past week was someone calling them soft. They've resorted back to a soft team hey, last shout night. Shout out Connor McDavid last night. He went out and threw four hits in the first period. You know, like they had that. But he, every time he jumps over the boards, he jumps over like it may be his last shift. Yeah, he's special. Okay. Yeah. yeah there's no comparing like, him to anyone. Did, no. did, did Bouchard bury knives in front of the net? Yep. I don't know, but I'm not going to sit here and praise Bouchard's game last night. You would, you'd kill him if he was a Leafs defender. But I, I got no problem with what you're saying right now. Yeah. But Bouchard couldn't even accidentally run into anybody. And you're Matthew Nyes at, mm-hmm. what, 2.30? Yeah. What is he, a month and a half coming off that fight? Yeah. Right? Remember we talked about him fighting and, yeah, yeah. and coming to the rescue of... Uh, Domi. Of Domi? Yeah. And I sat here with you guys and I said, okay, that kind of sets him up moving forward here. And... Like, I'm watching him last night, and I'm like, I don't even know if he should be in the lineup. I'd scratch him. Okay. I'd give him a night off for sure. Like, you don't have to clear waivers. Put, he, he, he should go get, play a game in the Marlies. What? Okay. But he's, he's soft now. He is, a, he is he's supposed to be a top six forward this year for you. And, again, too much too soon. You know yeah. how I feel about that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you've asked him now to be a top six and now you have no place for him in the lineup. Yeah. He's he's overwhelmed. He's never played this many games before. And we've heard Sheldon's right. Like you gotta be careful now with mm-hmm. with Nyes. Really careful. Because it could go it can go south. You sound of the Marlies, he, he might ask to get sent somewhere else. Listen, he he couldn't play last night. Yeah. No. Would you agree with that, Sammy? Hundred yeah, percent. No, I was thought it was very obvious well and the tying goal he's yeah. staying there front row seat right and you know what the best part of all this for Leafs the Leafs brass should be is that there's only two power plays last night one for each team played 56 minutes of five I, on five I loved loved the standard, that game standard officiating five, like, let him play great flow 56 yeah. minutes of hockey last I loved night. it and but, you got a sense for who could keep up that pace and I didn't I felt like nice struggled yeah, with it 100% he struggled you know and Love Gregor. I still, that guy's a useful hockey player. He can play on the third line. Kelly Yarncroft had a really good night, I thought. Um, you know, there were some good players last night, but I do think that you got a sense for their, you know, you're going to ask big minutes and eyes. If you go to playoffs, he's, he, you're counting on the guy. Yeah. Is he, are they, like, Holmberg continues to really be good. Really, 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 really good. How did just, this How did he not get the puck out twice, though, in the last year? Yeah. Yeah. Twice in the last year. And he's it's coming up. up it's, the wall. It's, I thought he got put in a bad spot. The guy was it's in coming. the minors. Okay. He's playing now on the top line with the two nah. best players in the team. You got to get the puck out there. I'm sorry. It drove me nuts. It's like yeah. he had two opportunities. The puck comes around. Damn fire poker. Damn he's the biggest body. Got to get the puck the out. The guy was buried in the minors. I know. And now you're telling me that well, they, they put him on you the top have line. to do this. They put him on the top line. He's playing with two minutes left. It doesn't make you a top line guy because they put you there. The coach thinks he is. It's not... He's still inexperienced. He's still a guy that's got 50. This is Keith. He's trying to figure out who he can 50, use. Him. I don't know if you can. 50 career games in the NHL, but mm-hmm. now you're a number one guy, and you have to get the puck out 
against one of the hottest teams on the planet. I think to the point, if you can't do that, then maybe you're not, you shouldn't be in that spot in the lineup, and that's a roster issue. And Yeah, it's a coach issue. It's a manager issue. It's like, come on, guys. Put guys in positions to succeed. There's no other guys to put there. Someone's got to play. So why should we expect different results then than what we've seen the last four games? Well, I I don't think Sammy's out of of pocket for saying that a guy who's on the ice with five minutes left should get the puck out on the wall. Like, you know, it's the same in the American League or the NHL. But I know he hasn't been in those spots, and they're asking a lot of the guy. Um, The Marner stuff. People mad about Marner. Why? About what he said after the game. What did he say? You didn't hear it? You didn't see it? Well, I, heard, I read some quotes. Let's have it. Do you want to hear it? You want to yeah. hear it? It's a Marner clip number one. What gives you encouragement that you guys can get back on the right track here after four losses? Because we're a great hockey team. And we got to ignore what everyone else says. We know we're a great hockey team. We show it every night. I mean, this last four games that we've had leads, we've played some awesome hockey, some great hockey. You know, like I just said, stuff goes your way sometimes, stuff doesn't. So for us, we just can't get frustrated at each other. We know we're doing the right things. We're talking a lot, um, communicating well on the ice, off the ice, and it's going to come. So stay patient with it. Don't let anything outside of us frustrate us or get us, you know, angry. Like, just got to do what we do. What's yeah, for me, listen, you, you guys know I'm, I'm like the kid from day one. I didn't like that at all. What's the problem? I just... uh, well, first of all, I think he's wrong. They're not a great team. Mm-hmm. But I, you got no problem first, with the player. First and foremost, I don't positive. agree with them. Yeah. That we do not agree that they are a great team. I you just you can't watch what we watched the last four games, and I don't know what the numbers are in terms of like where they are now regulation or how many wins that hey. they've had over fifteen <laughs> games now, yeah. uh, and the majority of them coming over uh, what Anaheim and San Jose, mm-hmm. but like. Mid. I, I would have preferred some more humility in his comments. You know, I, I got no problem with a guy saying, you know, he doesn't have to give an answer that means anything aside from we're a pretty good team. We believe in ourselves. Thanks. I get that. I, I get put that. in your article. See you later. I get that. But I think I think people if he and this isn't just Marner, this is any star the general consensus is when teams struggle and your stars come out and you say and they say it's not good enough i need to be better yeah you win a ton of people over yeah you know what it kind of reminds me of actually to come to your side a little bit is when Leafs were good. Joe Thornton's on the team. Team meeting. Uh, Amazon series. And Keith says... That got us through our first month of the show. I know. We, we got some problems <laughs> with the way we're playing. And, and Thornton says, what do you mean? We're in first place. We're fine. You know? And, and they're not fine. And they're not fine. And they're not a great team. Right. So, you know, they do great things. They create offense like no other team. Up there with uh, Avalanche and Edmonton. Doesn't, doesn't, doesn't matter, It's JB. a piece to build matter. on. You know, you can't take the Minnesota Wild, and build on to it. I'm not sure. They've you, got a piece. I'm not sure you can build off of three guys making great individual efforts. I don't. And Matthews may continue to score 70 goals, and it won't matter. Um, Unless. I heard Versteeg on Bunkus' show today talking about this, and it was great interview if you want to go check it out. But he talked about how when Quenville came in there, and I think it was five or six games into the season, it was a different situation clearly than this one. And one of the first things he said to them is like, tell the media that you screwed up and like you're not feeling great about it and like you're going to be better and you're, you're, you apologize. And yeah. 
It's like they could use a little of that. Yeah. They could I'd use, fight my mom to win they, another challenge. They could use a little like, hey, sorry. Yeah. We're not Sammy, the word's humility. That's what I mean, but like yeah. you know, just just take right? it and don't be like, we're great. Oh, right, you guys are right. People want answers. People fans today want answers. But Sheldon never really it's kind of from Sheldon. The way he talks too, it's like, well, we're gonna come out of this, we're gonna come yeah. out of this. It's like he doesn't yeah. it seems like it's a team wide thing. I agree with that, Sammy. I think he sets the tone. That uh, he he's downplaying right now. For sure. Uh, the sense of urgency to to win games. I also think when one thing he does particularly well, in my opinion, is is teasing out the process and results thing. Right now, the results suck, and the results have been bad, and so everyone's whatever. Do you think that they've played bad hockey the last couple games? I think when the game's on the line and they need yeah. to count on each other the most, they've played bad hockey. That's what I want to hear out of him. That's the piece. It's fine if he wants to say, I like a lot of what's happening here, whatever, yeah. but you got to take a piece of it when you're losing this much and say... We here's our issue. Like, there's got to be something where every, like, every team in the NHL has good stretches of hockey in every hockey game they play in. That's a great point. The San Jose Sharks have had to be like, wow, we were really good for those 10 minutes. But when yeah. the game is on, the last the 10 is the most important <laughs> when it's tied. Yeah. When the game is on the line, where are you guys? Yeah. That's all. As a team, like that McLeod goal, mm-hmm. there's four guys on the other side watching, and then. Yeah. M- Matthews is in front of the net, and he tries to... He's the only guy with a guy. Yeah, barely. Yeah. And then at the end, he doesn't really have a guy because McDavid's completely screening Jones, and he tries a kick save, I think, at nah, the end. that's that one, though. That is right? two-minute shift. Riley iced it when he shouldn't have and just had a kind of desperation. Guys are running yeah. around tired. You yeah. know, it's, it's accumulation because Holmberg wouldn't get it out. It's yeah. an accumulated goal, that one. What do you want to do? Go to break or yeah, we'll hit a break and then come back with Naz. Okay. Plenty more on the real Kipper and Bourne show. Just getting started. Don't go away. Everything Raptors before and after the games. The Raptor show with Will Lou. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back into the Real Kipper and Bourne Show as we await Nazem Kadri with the Leafs. Prepare, get ready to go into Calgary. But we'll get into that uh, when he joins up. Uh, I know we talked briefly about uh, the Leaf defense, but where's your level of concern with a guy like TJ Brody? Yeah, so super high. Uh, watching, <laughs> watching. Super high. Oh, agree. Watching Hyman blow blows doors off or the Love disallowed the goal. there. That was a great review. It. Love that review. Okay, what a goal, by the way. That what a poster. Unbelievable. Like, edge work. Strength. Like, yeah, he, uh, he's had six disallowed goals as an oiler, <laughs> which is wild to me. You know what that is? He's on the goalie's head yes. for a lot of goals. Yeah. Boys, TJ Brody looks to me like he's burnt out. Yeah, I had the same thought. Mm-hmm. You know, earlier in the year, I wrote an article about how his gaps have gotten a lot worse. It just, every time... There is no sense of urgency in his game. Right. Even getting back on the game-tying goal there uh, on Ryan, he's just kind of, you know, I'll get there when I get there, and 
That's he, not going to work. Like, they count on him to play top minutes against tough matchups. And, teams are eating him up on the floor, Jack. They're just yeah. – it's into his corner, and he's – it's it's not pretty. Yeah. And he's, he's a guy we never spent time any talking – ever talking about he's been a tent pole for them yeah. like you just could count on him he was hymen on defense basically where you're yeah. just like hey he does his job we yeah. count on him whatever and yeah it, with him struggling and you can't fix it by the way he has to maybe unless you like rest him or something but you're not trading him a level of concern for john Tavares as equal as tj brody uh, you know i but he had some moments last night. Yeah, like last night he he had not, got the puck around the crease a few times or whatever. But I mean, he has not produced. You're not paying eleven million long, for moments. No. Is it? Is I it, am concerned about the, him. The one thing that I think it's been noticeable at least this week is uh, the foot speed, guys. Yeah. For me, anyways. Yeah. I'm not gonna argue. I, you know, you just played Colorado, Detroit, Edmonton, three really fast teams. And, you know, you expect to see that in the playoffs. And, yeah, I, I thought he struggled there a bit. In general, my biggest takeaway after watching them play non-Sharks and Ducks is that they're looking pretty slow. Yeah. Like, the the, there's a lot of teams that just feels like they're getting blown by a lot. And I don't know if that's – I don't know how you quantify that. You probably look that up with your yeah. fancy little machine uh, over there. I got no answers there. But it just feels I'm – not, I'm not sure if starting Tavares at, at center – uh, tomorrow night's oh, really? the easy answer. I, I think Sheldon's got to start thinking about protecting him a little bit, hmm. possibly moving him to the wing. Really? Wow. Oh, we're that part of the season. Yeah, for me anyways. Yeah. So then, I mean, who are you going to replace him with? Who are you going to put in the middle? Well, Pontus will go back. Pontus Domi. Pontus playing center. Domi? Domi on the second line. Domi, second line center? Yep. Boy, I you know, I have not liked the way he's made decisions in the offensive zone. He throws pucks away quick for me. I, I understand he's a talented kid, and he's I lo- like he can play, but yeah, you gonna get more there from Domi than Tavares? I don't know. Yeah, but uh, better skater, no question. Sure, it's yeah. quicker. Yeah, and uh, yeah, there's there's you know a level of concern on on a lot of guys, but I don't know going in again. Do you want to try Nice? Gotta be Willie. Uh, gotta be Willie. Nice, Tavares and <laughs> they're gonna have a nice long look at it. They're gonna have a nice long look. Willie at center. We back. <laughs> yeah, that's a it's an option, but I think he's got to get the bingo bangle balls back out. I, there is a potential that whoever the if there's a new coach that comes in, the first thing they do is make Willie center. Is make Willie center? Yeah. And you're all like, oh yeah, and it's like you get the best out of them, and it's like that was a galvanizing moment. Like you just you can so you true. can write the article now. Yeah, get that one ready we're in your moving, drafts. We're moving Tavares to wing. Willie's going to play yeah. center. You could just I can I could see it happening. But anyways, still waiting on Nazir. I think there's not a lot of guys who defend as a priority. You know, like I think okay, Willie is he going to play D in his own zone? Not sure. Tavares, not a strength of his, right? Coming back in his own zone. Domi, not that, really his thing what, playing D in his own zone. That, that's what championship teams do. Defend in their own zone. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So like, is this a lost cause now? Not a lost cause. I mean, I don't think Jack Eichel's a defensive wizard or anything. You can feel Kessel won a Stanley Cup. You can have guys yeah. that don't defend as a priority and win. I know. But... But Jack Eichel's and the Phil Kessels of the world are surrounded by good players... When you have Jack Eichel leading you in yeah. Buffalo, and when you have sure. Kessel leading you in Toronto, Austin, Mitch, and Morgan, to they're do these no things. good. Yeah. 
You got All right, let's welcome in Nazem Kadri, Calgary Flames, as they await the Toronto Maple Leafs. Thanks for joining us, man. How are you? Yeah, anytime, guys. I'm good. How are you guys doing? We're good. Um, just, uh, you know, unlike the Leafs, tomorrow night you come in with a little momentum, uh, overtime win against Arizona. Uh, the overall feeling, Naz, for you, your hockey club, and, and where you're at right now? Yeah, it's been good. It's definitely been good, uh, you know, recently, obviously. Um, you know, the dad's got us going a little bit, I think, and, uh, you know, kind of uh, generated some momentum for us. And, you know, it's always fun hockey when you're getting W's and, and playing the way we're playing. So we're going to look to, uh, you know, build on that. You had 10 points in the month of January, humming along, eight or nine game point streak. Um, you know, what's changed for you guys? Uh, there was a point early in the season where it felt like catastrophe was looming, but you guys have really found your stride here. I think we've battled and, you know, that's a, a great quality to have, um, you know, being down, but not out, you know, I think, uh, you know, lots of third period comebacks this year and just being a um, resilient group and just having that belief and that trust that, um, you know, we can get the job done. Uh, if we're all playing together, I think, uh, you know, we could be a, a playoff type caliber team and a team that's uh, hard to beat. So, you know, it, it, it's, it's a, as you know, hockey's a confidence and, and momentum thing, and right now we're riding that wave. We're talking to Nazem Kadri of the Calgary Flames. So, so just to touch on that a little bit, uh, no doubt that everybody's well aware of who needs a new contract, who doesn't, who's potentially uh, on the trading block, who isn't. Has this been, Naz, for you guys in that room, a bit of a, a rallying where you guys kind of galvanize or or come together and say, hey, Let's give them every reason not to trade us. Is, is that those conversations gone on earlier? Yeah, exactly, Kipper. I mean, you, you uh, you're bang on there. I think uh, you know, just kind of having that uh, underdog mentality and, and uh, you know, understanding that you know it's kind of us against the world type type feeling where um, you know people don't really give you much of a chance and you want to um, you know want to throw that back in their face. So. Uh, for us, I think uh, in the dressing room, we've been pretty focused. And, of course, there's, you know, looming contracts and this and that. But, uh, you know, when it comes to preparing for games, I think we're doing it all together. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a scary team when, when that happens. All right, Naz, i got to ask you a question from our producer here. He's, he's convinced. You, you've obviously played for the Toronto Maple Leafs. and You've played in Colorado and then Calgary now. And, and you've seen kind of both sides of things. He's convinced that players care more about beating the Leafs. Is there anything to that? <laughs> you know what? That's absolutely factual. <laughs> <laughs> right on. And, and I, didn't, I honestly did not realize that until I uh, kind of moved out of the Toronto bubble. But uh, everyone's gunning for the Leafs. I mean, that, uh, you know, that's, you know, it's uh, such a, such a historic and terrific franchise with a lot of great history and i don't know it's just uh you know it's a little extra incentive uh, i mean especially for myself uh you know being a former maple leaf i think it's uh, you know you always have this game you know these couple games circled on your calendar and always uh especially when you're rolling through toronto so um yeah i guess that'd be pretty accurate <laughs> now as a uh... The Leafs are coming in with a, a losing streak uh, over the, your career. You had a few of those here in Toronto, but uh, the overall sense on on how to handle the media in a Canadian city when things aren't going well. And I know you've had 
some instances in Calgary there. Has your experience as a Maple Leaf been very helpful for you now at, at this stage of your career when, when, when there is a lot of outside noise? Uh, absolutely. I mean, I think it just uh, kind of teaches you how to handle that, that adversity. And, uh, you know, sometimes it can be tough to do, but, um, you know, having that experience always helps. But, you know, things can uh, change a lot. In, in this sport, you know, from week to week, you know, all of a sudden you're uh, you're a hero to to an absolute flop in the matter of you know three days. <laughs> so things can snowball on you quickly, but um, you know we obviously respect the team we're playing, and, and we got to be ready to go. All right, well, listen, we're going to let you go as you prepare uh, for for the Leafs. Can you kind of take it easy on them a little bit, just for the sake? <laughs> our show of, needs a break. Our, our show really <laughs> could use uh, a night off. <laughs> I can't promise anything. <laughs> <laughs> we understand. Guys, thanks for doing this, pal. Really appreciate it. Thanks, man. All right, fellas. No problem. Nazim, Nazim Kadri, uh, almost uh, creeping up towards a, a point a game, 36 and 44 games played. Uh, yeah. I actually hit- had it wrong. Sorry, Kip. He's got 10 points in his last seven games. Humming. Yeah. Should have been a leaf for his whole life. Yeah, probably. Breaks my heart. That's a tough one in retrospect. Yeah. Yeah. Not many guys. I mean, I shouldn't say in retrospect. That was a tough one at the time. Not many. Yeah, and it was just a horrible trade that people tried to defend. And it's just like, oh, he had. Oh, he was too passionate. So cared too much. <laughs> better, so go, better trade him. Going into uh, tomorrow, everything's night. great. Everything's great. Yeah, going in tomorrow when mm-hmm. when Kadri's breaking down the wing, who does he see in that Jones? No, it's it's Samson. Sammy it's Sammy. Sammy time. It's Sammy. Yeah. It's, See, I'm I've been so wrong on Jones all of this. was really good, wasn't he? Hated that dry no, side. Can, can I tell oh, you something? Yeah. I'm telling you, I could have put the pads on last night, and I'm stopping that backhand from Drysidle. Yeah. Okay, that was a horrific Horrible. goal to give up. I never know how to evaluate a goalie performance when they're so good. And then you and give he, up one of those. And, it's and, like he was really good. And I'm just tipping my hat to him for holding the fort all this time. Yeah, and, of course. And he was good. He yes. made some great saves last night. But you cannot give up that backhand. No. No. He was just standing, like, outside of the net. It I know. It was really bad. And, and you know what's funny is it was a really tough sort out for the Leafs on the back check. Like, McCabe had been in deep. And they, they made good reads, yep. and they sorted it out great, and Tavares went to the right guy. Should have been the goalie and then catching it like this. And they still shot it in the net. Should have been like, a caught. Oh. Caught. Yeah. Play I've over. made a huge mistake. And, like, Dreisaitl's playing last night with Fogel and McLeod. like that McLeod. Look good. Yeah. Not even just Honest. on the game winner. Anybody can look good when they're all by themselves in front of the net. Not just on the, not no, just on the winner. He's noticeably good. I know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know. But... But I've said this about Matthews. I think Matthews should drive a line alone. If you're so thin, you know, go ahead and give him Yarn Crock and Holmberg. I think he can do it. Yeah. Uh, Does he want to, though? Does I don't he... care. He's getting paid however much yeah. a year. All these guys don't get to make the choice anymore. They got everything they've ever wanted. I got to do, do a read. Uh, from February 1st through the 3rd, All-Stars are in Toronto for the NHL All-Star Weekend. And we'll be giving away tickets to the different events and episodes today till Jan- until January 26th. Today we have tickets for the NHL All-Star Thursday, which includes a PWHL 3-on-3 showcase. The NHL All-Star Player Draft was a tribute to the 1967 Leafs. Uh, to enter for your chance to win, text today's code word SHOWCASE 
to 595.90. And we have another code word in tomorrow's episode, this time uh, for Friday's NHL All-Star Skills Competition. So be uh, sure to tune in. Today's code word, again, is showcase, fellas. And how about me being right about Kadri? What is that? <laughs> Everybody cares more about playing the Leafs. Yeah, yeah. It's factual. Look at for you. Sure. Um, I like you I gave birth. I knew. Look I was that. so Look happy, on your face so right happy now. you asked. Thank yeah. you. You're welcome. It's a good question. Um, also, for the All-Star game, uh, we're going to be there. We're going to be there on Friday. People want to say hello, right? Yeah, we're, we're allowed to say hello, or do yeah. we have security? Where are we? What is it? Under uh, the, the convention expressway. <laughs> oh, yeah. I told you we don't know where to tell you to go yet. Yeah, we're, we are uh, going to be there. We're going to be live from the ferry docks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait! It's like a little road trip for the real Kipper and Bourne oh, show. Three years, our first one. Yeah, looking forward to it. Nobody will care we're there. We'll be second rate. Oh, but your fans will. <laughs> All right. Anything else? On your plate, leaf-wise? That's tiring. Yeah, we go to... So much. Tiring when they suck. It's tiring. Well, they didn't really suck last night. They just... I think Ruby's at home putting voodoo dolls in Keith. <laughs> <laughs> All <laughs> right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Jason Bukala, former NHL scout, does a terrific job for us here on the Real Kipper and Born Show. Show, sportsnet.ca. He's going to join us, and we'll get into more coaching and what a potential move could do to jolt a hockey club. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, and Sammy McKee. More Real Kipper after the break.